0: Sometimes you gotta go back to actually move forward. I don't mean all the way back to dental school. Let's face it, that was an awful experience. But when it's all said and done, you still have questions. That's what Paul and Justin are here for, to answer your questions as your dental business mentors.
1: Hey, everybody, what's up? It's another edition of Dental Business Mentors. I am your host, Dr. Paul Etchison, with my co-host and partner, Dr. Justin Bular. And we are answering your questions and just kind of talking about some stuff that we want to talk about occasionally. And the last two episodes, we were talking about Justin's practices. And we're gonna talk about another one because Justin has an out-of-network practice. My practice right now is going out-of-network. We're not there yet, but we have our termination dates. So this is kind of relevant, top of mind to me. But what has your experience been with your practice, the one that is out of network completely?
0: A couple of things I want to distinguish between, first of all, right? In-network, out-of-network, fee-for-service, right? Three different things. I just, a lot of folks, I feel like confuse a fee-for-service practice with an out-of-network practice. Those are not the same thing because with an out-of-network practice, you are no longer in-network, which means that you can charge your fee and then collect the copayment portion or the residual difference between your fee and what the reimbursement typically would be from the patient, right? And then you also will submit paperwork on the patient's behalf and create that for them. But you're not waiting to receive that residual difference. And I think with being fee-for-service, patients pay up front 100%. Like they come, they do their thing, they submit their paperwork, and that's often the way it works, right? So there's a difference there. We are still waiting to get reimbursed by insurance companies. We are still relying on insurance reimbursement. It's just that now that we don't have a contract with them, we can collect the difference between our UCR fee and the reimbursement, right? Whereas a fee-for-service, they're not dealing with your insurance at all. They're charging the patient everything up front. We are not that. We still heavily depend on insurance, except we are not in network with insurance providers, meaning we're allowed to capture that difference through discussions with patients. The second part is, so I think a lot of folks fear that going out of network, you'll lose a ton of your patients. And I think we all share that concern. And it's a legitimate concern because you have a bunch of people who have been attending your practice for all these years. And all of a sudden, you change what their expectations are, what they're accustomed to. You change that certainty for them. And now the expectation is that if you have, let's just use $100. If there's $100 that you charge for something and the insurance was reimbursing $70 when you were in-network, you were taking $70. Now you expect $100, which means they owe you $30. That's an interesting conversation to have. So the most important thing is if you're making a decision to go out of network, my number one recommendation is make a list of all the insurance companies you have. The ones that have the lowest reimbursement, start there and then work your way down that list to highest reimbursement. It depends on how many you have. If you've got like five or 10, that's different. If you're in network with like 50, that's different. But create a schedule like this quarter for these three months, we will go out of network with X, Y, and Z company. Now, not only will we go out of network with them, but we will also, it's who not how, right? How is easy. Just go out of network. How is easy. Tell the patients. We can talk about scripts, but how is easy. You just have that discussion with the patients. Let them know the reasons why you're doing this. But who is the most important? Because those conversations with patients, if not done well, lead to higher attrition rates, meaning the patients don't want to come back to your practice. That's where people get scared and they start losing patience, et cetera. My suggestion is having a properly prepared script, taking your top one or two team members who are just rock stars on the phone, who really understand people, and then having them have these conversations because patients are inevitably going to say like, what? Like, that's, that's going to get expensive or whatever else. And if the first thing everyone says is like, yeah, we understand, you know, it sucks. And, you know, it doesn't go well. You have to grab the bull by the horns and explain to them why this is happening. And it's happening because reimbursements have gone nowhere. If we want to continue to deliver the highest quality of care and highest quality of customer service, then our practice needs to keep up with inflation. Patients understand that word. And we have a script for this that's nicely worded that they can go through. But who is very, very important. So have somebody that's going to have these conversations. And only they should be having these conversations, right? Not just anybody who answers the phone. If you're lucky, everybody up there is great. The other part of this is you want to track that attrition, right? Because what happens is you go on a network with an insurance company where you were fearful you're going to lose patients. And all of a sudden at the end of like a week, they're like, oh my God, we lost this family and we lost that family. And oh gosh, and everyone's like, ah, the house is on fire. Like, what should we do? But when you have it expressed as a percentage of your entire active patient base, that gives you a little more peace, right? Like, oh, okay, this month or this quarter, we lost 1.5% of our total active patient base. So what? Right? The reality is the people who stayed Or maybe it's 10% or whatever that number may be for you. The reality is you may be seeing fewer people now, but you are more productive and profitable with fewer patients because you're able to fetch a higher fee. There's no difference now between your UCR fee and your, there's no adjustments for insurance reimbursement now, right? And that can be 20 to 30% of a lot of folks' fees. That's a big hit right off the top. And I think if everyone wants to survive in the long term in this environment, if we're going to try to keep up with wages, keep up with rising costs, keep up with competition and those folks around us, to some extent, to a large extent, you have to be out of network with the majority of insurance companies. I just don't see another way around it personally. You either are an early adopter or you're a late adopter. We prefer to be early adopters and just get after it. So you measure that attrition. So you should know what your total active patient base is in a given year. And anytime you lose families, you have them keep it on a Google sheet or a spreadsheet. And then you take a look at the number of people lost, divide that by the total active patient base, and now you have a percentage. And that will give you peace of mind because you're not losing everybody. You just are not. As long as you have taken care of the script and you have taken care of the who part, who's having these conversations, right? If you've done that well, things will progress nicely. Now, I'll leave you with this last piece, which is even though we know how to do this, Even though we know who we're going to have do this and who we have had do this for one of our practices, we still hire a coach. Why? Because they've done it 50 or 60 times. Why would I want to implement it for the first or second time on my own, even though we know how? Why not get them to show us our blind spots, to be there for the team, to help them alleviate the stress that the team may have? Now, lastly, before you embark on this journey, you don't want the team members to feel like we're not thinking about the patients here. The reality is team members need to understand why this is happening. Why are we going out of network all of a sudden when now the patients have to pay 20 or 30% more out of pocket and these are tough conversations to have? Well, the reality is I think everybody wants the best possible dental care that they can have as well. Every team member over the long-term understands that there has been rising costs of goods and services. We've seen that exponentially happen. And every team member also wants to earn more pretty much every year. And so if they have pay scales that increase every year, if they want to stay gainfully employed, this is just as much about them as it is about the the patient. The patient's going to get a high quality of care consistently because you keep your doors open simply because you're able to share that burden with them. You are going to accept their insurance, but there's an additional fee on top of that that the insurance doesn't cover that they'll be required to pay. Why? Because we want to maintain a high quality of care. We want to create a stable environment for team members long-term, and make sure that this practice can thrive and survive over the next decade. It's just as much about the team as it is about the patience and the ultimate value we want to deliver. And at the end of the day, as the business owner, no one wants a business that's unprofitable. That's just a horrendous position to be in. I mean, you don't want to work the next decade and just be breaking even or have no additional profit in the business despite the effort you put in simply because we're not able to have conversations with patients or create enough value to fetch that 20 or 30% difference between UCR fees and reimbursements. So bring a coach in if you're thinking about doing this, start with an expert and have them help you implement because they've already done it. They've already done it. And if you're confident, then you trust that they've done it multiple times successfully, you can talk to their clients or whatever, then bring them in, right? Don't go this alone because it's probably one of the scariest experiences I think most providers go through.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we just sent our Delta lender, and we are out June 21st. And I think this episode is going to be out on, ooh, it's getting close. This is going to be May 18th for this one. As of this episode release, we're getting really close to our termination date with Delta. And I will say going through this with my team right now, is that one of the hardest parts that I've seen, I mean, it's the verbiage, it's the talking, it's the having the conversations because that's difficult and that gets better as long as we have the right things to say. But it's convincing that team that this is not a commodity and it's really something I've been hammering home is like, hey, I know it's like deep down sometimes we might feel uncomfortable with this conversation because we're feeling like we're having the patient pay some more here than they can go down to an in-network dentist and they get the same thing for much less. But are they really getting the same thing? Does anyone take care of patients like we do? Does anyone bend over backwards like we do? Is anyone open from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m., open on Saturdays, has specialists, all this stuff? So like really hammering home, like what's special about your practice? And I guarantee you, man, I noticed this with people that come to work at my office versus working somewhere else, is our office is very special, And sometimes I have the people that come out of school, like I just come out of school and she'll work with us. And I I almost wish she would go work somewhere else first to see how lucky she is that she's got it here. Not that like anyone on my team is like ungrateful or anything like that, but I think sometimes we just take for granted how fantastic our offices are. And I think a big part of it is that convincing the patient or convincing the team so that they can believe it in their heart and they can speak to the patients. We just can't take care the way we want to take care of our patients with everything's become more expensive and the only thing that hasn't gone up is delta's reimbursement rates for 20 years we say that and we even got in illinois here there's like a class action lawsuit against delta with dentists and stuff like that so we we're using that as well that there's actually a class action lawsuit that will probably never get settled for like five six years but that's pretty much my big point is convincing the team so i think it's all great but now just real quick because we're running out of time was this office that you're talking about were they in network and then you went out of network or was it always an out-of-network office
0: No, they were in network and then they went, the last insurance company to go to network with was Delta, right? And that's why we suggested kind of going in that order because most people fear that one, although it's the reimbursements haven't gone up or they're better than many of the others out there. So you want to give your team a number of at-bats with the low reimbursement plans before you work your way up to that one. And that should be the last one to go. And that was the last one to go for us. And it will be in, in any of the practices that we continue to do this with. So work your way up. Go back and listen to this and make a checklist of the order in which you want to do this. Right. Remember who, not how. Yeah. Get a coach. Start there. That's where you want to go. We
1: got a coach. Give it a shot
0: and see where you land.
1: Awesome. All right. www.dentalbusinessmentor.com. $179 a month. No contracts. Tons of content. Tons of videos. Over 200 videos. Tons of documents. All good stuff for the doctor and as well as your team. All right. We'll talk to you in two weeks. Hey everyone, I just wanted to share a recent success story I just heard about. Six months ago, Dr. Dushan Patel of Sumner Dental Group in Tennessee reached out to Relevance Marketing because he wasn't receiving a whole lot of traffic from his website or anything online. Relevance expanded the online presence by listing the dental office in all of the online directories with consistent information, which is super important, fixing any errors, along with redesigning his website using content that Google upranks, all the while keeping aesthetics and search keywords in mind. They then began to publish blogs and information relevant to dentistry using the search keywords for their area. Now, in just a few months, Sumner Dental was in position number one or number two on the Google Map Pack and organic listings for almost every single dental keyword. They saw an 88.9% increase in phone calls, as well as 115% increase in interactions with their Google business profile. Now, if you think having your phone ring almost twice as often with new patients could really change your practice, well, you're right. If you're looking for a transparent, no contracts, no BS and results driven online marketing program. Look no further than relevanceonlinemarketing.com. It's who I've been using for almost five years. Can't say enough good things about them. Hey, mention the Dental Practice Heroes podcast and you'll get your first month free. Go to relevanceonlinemarketing.com to schedule your free demo today. That's www.relevanceonlinemarketing.com.